I'm so glad we had this time together Just to have a laugh or sing a song Seems we just get started And before you know it Comes the time we have to say so long Hi everybody, this guest needs no introduction And I am grinning from ear to ear I don't even know how to explain it to you, how excited I am that she is here with me. Um, I have on the phone the living legend herself, Carol Burnett is here, everybody. Hi, Carol. Hello, Roy. How are you? I'm so good. There, I have like notes of things to share with you and to tell you. Um, I haven't told a lot of people that I was doing this interview because people psych me out and I get nervous. So oh, I'm like, fire away. Well, I wanted to just have you leave the conversation today feeling like you've been asked questions that people haven't asked you in a long time, if ever. So I've done some heavy research and the past two weeks have been spent watching you on almost every talk show you've ever been on. And it's been amazing. Oh my gosh. I would do it again in a heartbeat. So I wanted to start off by saying, um, your resume boasts so many things from Broadway to, uh, Netflix to, Annie, the movie, you had uh, 280 shows as the Carol Burnett show. Um, and just for the math, I don't know if you've done this math recently, uh, 280 shows, which is 280 finales, 14,000 costumes, if we say 50 costumes a week, and it is 16,800 hours of television. You've had yep. about 48 Emmy Actually, awards. as far as the costumes go, it averaged 65. Oh, my gosh. A week, which added up to over 17,000 costumes oh, that Bob gosh. Mackie did. 17,000 Bob Mackie costumes. Right. You've, over the years, have garnered 48 Emmy nominations and have won 27 times. You have three books. You are a playwright, and you have albums as well as, oh my gosh, over 12, the, 12 plus theater credits, 24 awards, including the Lifetime Achievement Award, Emmys and the Presidential Medal of Freedom, just to name a few. I'm just so blown away by your career. Is there ever a moment that you still have those pinch me moments? Always. I, you know, I think back, you know, how I got started and everything, and uh, it was never my intention. I never dreamed that it would be so wonderful. Uh, I, I just started out wanting to be able to just be in the chorus of a Broadway show just so I could pay my rent, buy food and clothes. Right. I, I never thought beyond that. And then uh, I got so many good breaks wow. and, and everything and things just kept, wonderful things kept happening to me. That's so incredible. I'm, I'm kind of gobsmacked by all this <laughs> myself. So there's a question that comes from one of our former guests as well as a listener of the show. Her name is Alina. Um, she wanted to know what it's like to grow up in a man's world because at the time you were doing variety series, it was really a man's world from Dean Martin to Sid Caesar to yeah. Sinatra and you, 280 episodes and there really weren't even supposed to be that many at first and you became a household name. What was that like for you? I never felt like I was... You know, the only time I felt that uh, it was a man's world was when I first exercised a clause in my contract that uh, I had with CBS that said I could do an hour-long variety show 
for 30 shows, uh, whether CBS wanted me to do them or not. Right. And I remember I called CBS and I said, I want to exercise that contract. And I remember the vice president at CBS said, Carol, you know, it's a man's game, variety, comedy variety. <laughs> and he said that he wanted me to do a half hour sitcom. And uh, called Here's Agnes. <laughs> and I said, I don't want to be Agnes every week. I want to be different people. I, because I I grew up with the Gary Moore show. I mean, that was my big break. Mm-hmm. Where I did all different characters. And we had music. I, music was my first love. Musical comedy. Absolutely. And I said, this is what I want to do. And they had to put us on the air. But once we got on the air, uh, I never felt any kind of pressure or anything, oh my gosh, you're a woman, so how can you do this? It never occurred to me. It was just what I loved doing, and I had all the good training on the Gary Moore show, right. which held me in good stead when I got my own show. Wow. And I remember, too, uh, when I did the Gary Moore show, I was you know, what they call second banana, mm-hmm. which means a supporting player, you know, like, like uh, Carl Reiner was with uh, Sid Caesar and Art Carney was with Jackie Gleason. And I was that way with Gary Moore. But he was so generous. And even though it said the Gary Moore show, he made it a true rep company so that there were times we'd be reading the script that we were going to do that week on a Monday. And he'd have a joke or a punchline or something. And he'd think for a minute and he'd say, you know what? Give this to Carol or give this to Durward, who was the other second banana, Durward Kirby. Give this to Carol or Durward. They can say it funnier than I can. Now, that is so generous so that when I got my own show, that's what I wanted. I wanted to have give Harvey all the laughs if it, you know, if it was warranted. Same thing with Tim, Vicky. We all supported each other. Even though it said the Carol Burnett show, it was a true ref company. And I learned that from uh, Gary Moore. And it really goes to show that what you've learned has been passed on. Another listener and former guest of the show did a show with you here in New York. Um, Susan Egan, upon the first day of rehearsal, you knew everybody's names. And as someone who has a hard time with names and teaches kids, which makes it even worse, she said (laughs) that was something that... You think Carol Burnett sees people all the time and she is the living legend that she is and managed to remember everybody's name. And there's something to be said about your kindness and about your grace that oh. transcends. <laughs> so, Well, you know, it is tough with names. And so what you must do, and I learned that a long time ago, is listen. Because lots of times you say, oh, this is Mrs. So-and-so. So I need to go, hello. But you really hadn't listened. Right. You know, you've just got to listen and you can remember names. I love it. You did a show in, I believe, Long Island very recently. And my student, and now a great friend of mine, Danny Wargalese, stood up and asked you a question. Her question is, what advice would you give to your younger self? Just hang in there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I remember when I I, I was auditioning. I I went to a lot of auditions Mm -hmm. in the early days, you know, and you know, you uh, you get turned down and so forth, but you have to keep trying. But and then there was this one time I was up for something, I don't remember what it was, but it was a small part between, and it was narrowed down between me and another girl. And I thought I had it. I thought I had the job, but I didn't. She did. 
But what saved me from getting into a terrible depression, you know, because I, I was so close, was I don't know how I came up with this, but it was, I give this advice to kids that are starting out. I thought, well, you know what? It's her turn. Mm. It was her turn, not my turn. Eventually, my turn will come. So that saved me from, that attitude saved me from being mightily discouraged, let me put it that that way. I love that. Um, What do you think of young artists who look up to you, and do you have any advice for them? And this is from a listener, Abby Lanini from uh, Oklahoma City, actually. Oh, well, the advice is you've got to keep working, working at it, you know, and you you really have to make your own breaks. Mm. You talk to anybody who's been successful in this business, and by success I mean earning a living and that's their job, mm. you know, that they adore. Uh, you have to keep at it, and you have to uh, you know, try out for everything. Try out for uh, community theater. Go, You know, and just experience is the key so that when the door opens, you're ready. Absolutely. You have, uh, I don't know that many people knew this about you or know this about you, and I didn't know, and I got to do my research and found this out. You have won a Grammy Award and been nominated three times for your books on tape, which I have them all. Um, Uh It's my way of calling you my best friend when we walk around New York City and you speak to me in my ears. It's wonderful. Uh, (laughs) Your books are incredible, and we'll get to those before we sign off. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the projects that... By the power of YouTube, we get to see again. And it's so amazing. You did a show um, after the Carol Burnett show. You did Carol Burnett and Friends. You did mm-hmm. Carol and Company, uh, Fresno. You did a special called Carol, Carl, Robin, and Whoopi. Uh, mm-hmm. And you've done numerous specials with your best friend and chum, Julie Andrews. And, yep. of course, Mama's Family. And then Julie Andrews had a show on Netflix called Julie's Green Room, which you guest starred on. And then you... Right had your show on Netflix. So you've really uh-huh. like conquered every medium. How do you, how do you, I don't even know how to ask a question about that. It's just so fascinating. You've done it all. Well, I've, I've been lucky. I'm fortunate. <laughs> let me put it that way, you know, and uh, oh my gosh, to work with my chum is just uh, a gift from God. You know, we just, uh, we've been buddies for well over 50 years. No, I got to see the, the, I had the VHS of Carol and Julie at Carnegie Hall, and I wore out that VHS, and actually my first introduction to you was someone bought the 25th anniversary of the Carol Burnett show, and they were like, I think you'd like this, and I had no idea what it was, and I promise you to this day, I have the whole thing memorized. You guys did the 25 years. Oh, the 25th anniversary yeah, of the show? I have yeah. Your opening memorized. I have the closing memorized. I have the musical <laughs> finales memorized. I have the special guest singing finale memorized. I have them all. And you introduced physical comedy to me that I hadn't seen on television since Lucille Ball. Oh. And she, of course, was a mentor of yours. And I did a little bit of research, and I would like to read you something if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, This was sent to me. And as for Carol, where do I start? She is family. I practically cry each time I see her. She was the guest star on the very first Here's Lucy, where I got to really shine as a musical performer. 
My first tap dance number, short but terrifying, Mr. Bojangles with another amazing Bojangles-esque tap dancer and Carol introduced the number. She did several musical episodes with Mom and I, and every week that she was a guest on that show, it was a better week for all of us. She and Mom had such fun together, and her laughter was just contagious. Also, the very first Broadway show I remember seeing was Carol in Once Upon a Mattress, and my first legit equity show in Summerstock was her role in Mattress for John Kenley in Ohio. My mother famously died on Carol's birthday and still got flowers from her that day. I could go on and on. I just adore her. And that is from Lucy Arnaz, who graciously allowed me to share that with you. Oh, that is so sweet. That Uh, is so sweet. You have impacted so many people and have done incredible things. And you just, uh, there is a television award in your honor that the first recipient was Ellen DeGeneres. What was that like to get that news that Ellen would be the first award winner of the... Oh, well, I was very happy for her, of course. And... uh, uh, see, I had nothing to do with it. That's the Hollywood Foreign <laughs> Press. So they choose uh, who's going to get that award from now on, you know. And and they chose Ellen, and I said, well, that's just absolutely wonderful. And I, we live uh, in Santa Barbara, so Ellen and Portia live up here, too. Okay. And uh, so the Friday before, that, just a, a month ago or whenever it was, uh, we got together for dinner, and it was a lot of fun. And then, of course... My husband and I attended the Golden Globes and sat at Ellen's table, and uh, I was just so proud when she won and got up and gave that wonderful speech, you know, and uh, so I'm anxious to see who they're going to pick next year. That's incredible. Um, yeah. As an African-American man who sings and dances and all of that stuff, you've never shied away from having... Um, different races on your show and the Carol Burnett show. And I was curious because I don't, I don't know that this has ever been asked. Was there ever a tumultuous time where having certain guests made it a little bit more difficult on set? No, good, no, never. Good. Never. Uh-uh. So no, there was, talent is talent. I, uh, <laughs> I don't care if you're purple. <laughs> I love it. You want wonderful people to work with. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, wow. I'm colorblind, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I'm grateful for it, you know. And, no. I mean, there were some of the sketches that, that I did with Sammy that right. were pretty amazing. And he, uh, there was one where uh, this, the premise was that he was a star uh, and uh, coming back to his hometown in the South yeah. and performing – and then I'm in the audience, and I come backstage to say hello to him because we were we knew each other when we were children, and his mother was our maid. Oh wow! And so it's a passive aggressive. She is a total racist. This character of mine, <laughs> and I said some terrible things about, but she was being complimentary to him and everything. But it was uh, under the uh, it was. Sammy loved it. That's you know, amazing. He absolutely loved it. And uh, it, I think that sketch was ahead of its time. Wow. You know, uh, because she was just, it was just, she was prejudiced. But That's she would incredible. say things like, uh, oh, 
Do you remember? Uh, oh, what was it? Do you remember when we used to play hide and go seek together? You know, and laughing. <laughs> she said, and I could never find you in the dark unless you smiled. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, that's a heavy line. <laughs> and Sammy, you know, he he was looking at you know, like they were they'd been childhood friends, and she would say things like. Oh, I wish we had you back again because you used to shine my daddy's shoes. He said you had some kind of magic spit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and uh, Sammy, as that character, who is now a big star, he said, yeah, I remember. Uh-huh. And he was being <laughs> polite. You know, but then at the end, uh, you know, when she leaves, he just kind of goes, well, God bless you, Mrs. Wheatley. That was her name in it. <laughs> You know, and it was uh, it was quite a sketch, I must say. Oh my goodness! You have had incredible sketches that have uh, pushed the boundaries, that have made the brass at CBS a little nervous, but you've never shied away from it, and you've always tackled it head on. Um, we've talked about your career, and we've talked about the impact that you've had on people's lives, and I wanted to just ask a couple. Uh, I'm going to make them quick. A couple more questions that people may not know. They're very silly. Uh, they're more so about you as a person as opposed to your career, if you don't mind. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> what is your favorite color? Oh, wow. I think red. What's your favorite candy? Oh, candy. Um, I don't really have a favorite candy. Okay. I'm not a big chocolate person, though. Okay. What is your like favorite musical genre? Musical comedy. Love it. If you could do something else other than what you're doing right now, what would you do in terms of occupation? Well, I used to think that uh, I would be a school teacher, uh, mainly third, fourth, fifth grades, because I love those ages. I love it. Of the kids. Do you have a favorite movie? It's a Wonderful Life with mm. my favorite star, Jimmy Stewart. Yes. Do you have a favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. How about a favorite season? Uh, fall. And your favorite vacation spots? Home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Carol Burnett! I used to go to. We used to go to Hawaii a lot when the kids were little. You know. Yeah. So I would say Hawaii if I'm going to go away from home. I love it. I have one final question that everyone that I have told I get to speak with you has told me to ask, and so I'm asking for everybody else. What is your thought on hosting Saturday Night Live? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been asked, and so, you know, it's it's fine with me. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to. Okay. Yeah, because from what I understand, you know, they're writing right up until the last minute, and I can understand why. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm a creature that likes to, we used to rehearse. We would go in on a Monday. Right. And we'd rehearse like crazy so that we would be prepared when we would tape on a Friday. Absolutely. We'd make little changes here and there, but nothing massive so that we, it was like summer stock. You know, we knew what we were going to do. Absolutely. And from what I understand, a lot of times with Saturday Night Live, they're not quite sure or even if a sketch is going to make it, you know. And they're up, they're up real late working on it. Absolutely. And I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm just a creature who wants to rehearse. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Carol Burnett, you, you are incredible, and I hope that maybe one day you will come back on the show, 
And if you have any friends that want to be on the show, we will take anybody who you suggest. You have three Emmy Award or Grammy Award nominations, multi Emmy Awards, television series. Thanks to Time Life, we can all get and we can get copies of them and watch the Carol Burnett show and enjoy and relive. Um, I was hoping if you would indulge me in the last couple seconds of our interview to just do the tagline of your uh, theme song would be so appreciative. Oh, gosh. I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before you know it, comes a time we have to say so long. Carol Burnett, I love you, and I am so grateful for you. I think. Thank you, Roy. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Carol Burnett, for being the guest on the show. Uh, this has been our season five finale. It's been so much fun to put these episodes together for you, and we have a packed season six. I can't wait. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and for engaging. Make sure, if you haven't already, to go follow us on Twitter at TTB with Roy, on Instagram at Roy Samuel George, and go like us on Facebook, Triple Threats and Beyond. You never know what's going to happen. Season six, we're already gearing up for it. Make sure over our hiatus that you go back and you listen to previous podcasts. We have some amazing guests on. You don't want to miss out on what they have to say. Also, if you want to see more of Carol Burnett, go on YouTube. There's some great things on YouTube. MeTV, uh, the Game Show Network. Occasionally, she pops up on old game shows. You can also buy some stuff on iTunes of The Carol Burnett Show, and you can go to timelife.com and purchase some of the greatest collections from the Carol Burnett show as well as a great collection from I Love Lucy. Thank you guys so much. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And if I don't get to talk to you before this next election season, make sure no matter your party, get out there and vote. Exercise your right. Take care of yourselves everybody. Before you know it comes the time we have to say so long. Good night everybody.